Welcome to Story Arc. This is a podcast where I develop story arcs with the help of guests and you, the audience, in the Fey Realms universe. I'm Trevor Sutton. Let's create! Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm just going to jump right into this. Uh, we're going to go right into it, and I'm going to do the uh, little little catch-up. So uh, welcome to Raven Queen, Episode 2. Um, I'm going to catch us up. Right now, Tatiana has just killed her brother. Uh, she's going to check out the portal, find out it's, it's uh, heavily guarded. She's going to realize she needs an army. She's going to turn towards the Unbound. Um, right afterwards, she's going to travel the world gathering up these people, and then she's going to bring her army back to the gate, at which point she's going to discover that uh, Oberon's pretty much prepared for her. He realizes her curse is, is cut, is uh, has ended, and uh, there's a large section of guard there, and uh, most of, a lot of her forces get decimated, so a lot of the uh, forces she's going to have to do is going to rely heavily on her recruiting on the other side of the gate in the Fey Realm. <clears throat> she's going to have to go pick up her old... Her old army that was <clears throat> her old army that was turned into ravens, which brings us to our guests today, Charlotte and Sarah. Hello. Yeah. All right. So, what interests you guys? <laughs> First of all, how you doing? Also, you forgot to mention our poor little fingernail trolls being our suicide bombers. Oh my God! Right? I mean, that was that's something else. I'm still kind of I'm still kind of let's let's break it down for charlotte because she she hasn't heard our terrible turn of events well the fingernail trolls are fairies that have been twisted and malformed due to the fact that she they can't interact with the fey anymore they can't regenerate their cells they can't be recycled back into the great mother to be reborn and uh sarah and i discussed how the fey were actually going to be born they're going to be exactly like angels and demons they have to possess a body but unlike angels and demons they have um, basically the fey youth what are a bunch of children that live in this grove and when one fey needs to come out it'll come in possess a child and and they will wander in from the uh, from the grove at which point they'll be accepted in society and obviously there's going to be some breakdowns and some differences it's very similar to the to the actual fairy myth of like changelings of like little souls children coming in and out mm-hmm. and then the the great mother kind of takes the souls of the fey and like kind of scrambles them up makes a new mix shoots them into a, a child body which is the soulless sure. thing that's like wandering around the store uh the, the story the forest the vessel of mm-hmm. like just i understand mm-hmm. okay. and it's gonna be horrific just can you imagine you know the the tiny children giggling in the dark in the forest mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna be <laughs> it's terrifying charlotte loves tiny children giggling <laughs> in the dark I now I have new things to have nightmares about. <laughs> Just wait, there's more. <laughs> so these Fae can't, yeah, they're 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 uh, they're cut off from all of this. So they twisted, they malformed. Plus they were doing some pretty dark magicy things with children and stealing their stuff, stealing their fingernails, and and just being you know not really good fairies and living in you know trash heaps and swamps. I understand now about the fingernail thing. I was thinking, like, either they're the size of the fingernail or mm. I also – do you remember that – it was, like, a toenail fungus commercial where the little, like, toenail oh, the toenail <laughs> Like, they they every time we say, like, fingernail pills, I'm like, that's that little guy. Yeah. He gets under your big toe, man. Yeah. Serious. <laughs> They are the fingernail fungus trolls. That's actually what we're talking about. Yes. That or the Polly Pocket size. My point of references may be a little skewed, but, you know, I'll get there. I'll get hey. there. So for, for our listeners, the, the fingernail trolls are about the size of a hand. Of a large man's hand or like a, a small woman's hand or a person I'm, in general's hand. You know you know what? We're, we're going to say five to seven inches. All right. All right. So definitely... You know, they, they've gone past the fungus stage. I see. Okay. okay. I'm really, now I can leave that mental image in I'm ready. It's a new day. But either way, in this state, they have – and remember, they, they are coming from the fey realm. Okay, so they're used to eating fairy berries or whatever we're going to do with that. Basically, basically, you eat this, tastes like your most favorite thing ever, and gives you all the nutrients and stuff you need. 
you know, because they, they... It was like the... It, because nothing else in the other realms can taste as, like, good as... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, because it tastes... It reads your mind and kind of tastes exactly what you want at that moment, you know? So it, it fulfills exactly what you want. But anyways, um, everything sucks for these guys. They can't procreate. There's a fixed number. They, they, they're they stuck in, in limbo in an earth realm living in dumpster heaps because they can't fly anymore. They can't use magic. They have no accessible skills. They're super tiny. Um, you know, life just sucks. And the only thing they can do is collect basically small smidgens of magic that are kind of coming from children for their own to do small feats of magic, like uh, use it to escape as a, as a small mouse or something, changeling stuff, just very minor, minor magics. And sometimes they don't even go very well just because the method of distilling this magic they're, they're getting is just not very good for them. It's, but it's just the only thing they have. It's what they're used to doing. And uh, so everything sucks. So what was offered to us as a uh, as a relief from that and a way to get revenge and a way to escape their predicament is to make them suicide bombers, extract them with a whole bunch of iron, um, and then send them off to Oberon to give them a big hug. I'm, with, I'm here for it. I'm ready. I like it. <laughs> I mean, they have the right mentality, the right disposition. So, and and if Tatiana and being a queen and knowing how to how to manipulate people, she's going to be able to go. You know, this is your option. Let's do it. Yeah, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, and nothing to live for. So yeah, the yeah. only and they can get revenge this way. And 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 who knows? Maybe if they get back into the Fey realm, they can somehow be recycled back in and not be stuck in the state they are. And maybe, you know, that could be hope. Because right now, they're stuck on the Earth realm. There's no... It's just suck. That's all it is. One big, <laughs> long suck. <laughs> I really like yeah. the imagery of them having to, like, distill the magic and stuff. All I can imagine are these little, like, grungy, like, forgotten things. Like, essentially cooking meth out of, like, one Sudafed tablet <laughs> and, like, 90% Drano. Like... <laughs> Maybe it'll, maybe it'll do what you want, and maybe it'll blow you up. Oh, that's <laughs> exactly and perfect. That's exactly what it is, and that's a great analogy. Tiny, <laughs> tiny meth fingernails. Tiny, tiny little meth fingernails. <laughs> that's how he gets under that toenail. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Tweaking out on meth under the dick. Get the fungus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got, you got any more of that belly button lint? <laughs> no. Don't tell your daughter this, please. I already have, <laughs> just not in those oh, terms. No. no. <laughs> No, I love it. Yeah. You know, I actually wanted to talk about um, after they get through the portal Mm -hmm. and some of the like creatures and adventures they have as they go to the kingdom. Because I'd love for there to be some like gathering of forces because they all got scattered and them having to survive and get through this forest. I kind of want them to run into um, Trevor, the, the chicken I mentioned to you, and maybe some changeling children who don't know what they are and just want to have fun. So but they don't realize that they could murder with their fun. Uh, jackalope. Jackalope. Oh, yes, of course. So I think we discussed that uh, the Fey Realm and the Earth Realm are two dimensions. Okay. And uh, there are two planets and two different... Uh, that's the same planet in two different dimensions, So when you, but they're mirrored to each other. So when you look at the Fey Realm, it's it's a complete opposite of land structure-wise of what Earth is. And I think also what I might end up having is uh, the evolutionary chain uh, or the evolutionary progress be completely different so that basically everything evolved to kind of be sentient on this planet, if it, 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 at least more sentient than it is. So birds can talk, maybe like insects can't, or the hive queen of an insect, so like bee, a queen bee can talk. So anything that's you know above a certain level of intelligence can got a lot farther at this point. That also for your berries, because the reason maybe they, they only eat these berries is because everything is like sentient and everything can talk and be like, what the hell? Or like the, the chicken I want to discuss with you has deadly consequences if you do eat it. We're going to discuss in a minute. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I remember seeing your drawing of the chicken. He looks intense. I'm ready. Okay. As far as the fairy berries, I think those are going to be like a fairy kingdom thing only. They know how to grow them, cultivate them. And if anybody else eats them, they know not to eat them. They have consequences like the chicken. So does everything else on this planet have like, like, uh, like nature channel to where, you know, like they're all sentient and they can all talk and they have their own tribes and stuff, but they still hunt each other? Yes. Okay. And on top of that, I think stuff, uh, instead of evolving scientifically or technologically as we did, they're going to, they're going to evolve magically. They're going to have 
small accesses to magic. Um, okay, we have to, uh, please, can we talk about, okay, so I want to, okay. Wait, wait, let me say this real quick. They evolved magically, we evolved technologically, most of them at least have kind of some languages which brought me about to common tongue, which is basically the Fae put a kind of an enchantment around the whole world, everybody can speak common. It's kind of like a, a mental, not mental telepathy, you just kind of go on this frequency and everybody can talk on it type of deal. So it's like basic, everybody can tune into that like one exactly their own individual like if we were part of the same like we could only talk if we to were two buffaloes we could speak buffalo to each other i different analogies <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a gazelle Do you, oh you oh i'm sorry <laughs> if you're a gazelle i'm a gazelle <laughs> oh man and that and that brings us up to whatever uh oh you want to tell okay okay so trevor okay i want to have two uh, Okay, so there's two versions. I was looking up mythological creatures, and one of the creatures I found in its own category was chicken. And um, the one I'm going to tell about the one I looked up, and then I want you to tell about your particular idea, Trevor. Oh, okay. I like that one. So, so the one I looked up in my the original thing I found mm-hmm. was this chicken, and it um it just kind of shows up. And um, in my head, at least, it shows up to people who are starving. Oh, and remember you so, telling us, you told Chad and I about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so um, you're starving, you're desperate for food, and this fat little chicken just comes right along. and you just So plump and delicious. And you're like, oh, my God. And it basically walks into your hands. because It's, it's just, like plucking out its yeah, own feathers it's, as it comes up. It's ready. To, <laughs> it's ready. It's a sexy chicken with it's, the feather plucking. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> How did this chicken get old? Hi, I'm Dave. I'll be your dinner for tonight. <laughs> Would you like a drumstick or some giblets? I'll just, I'll take it right off for you. <laughs> so this chicken... Um, you, they, you cook it up, you're starving, you're so excited. And once you eat it, it tastes like the most magical chicken, obviously because you're starving, but also because it is a magical chicken. Totally <laughs> worth it. Colonel's recipe. The, the catch is, is in my version, after you eat this, the chicken digests a little bit and then it comes and bursts back out of your chest like that scene in Aliens. So it like reassembles in. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it, it is an immortal chicken that constantly regenerates and busts back out. And uh, and continues to taunt the starving people there. So that's one version. Now, Trevor, go ahead and <laughs> discuss your variation. So in my variation, we're gonna have some dude who's maybe like the cook for the for the encampment, and he's gonna come upon this chicken and go, well, you know what? I don't want to share with anybody else. So he eats the chicken. The chicken is in a constant state of regeneration inside of his stomach. And he f***s out eggs. I love, I love. Now, the eggs are not full-grown chickens, therefore they don't have the regenerative ability. So he can cook up said butt eggs. <laughs> being, being... <laughs> they are super fresh. Super fresh. Yeah, it's, how do you always have eggs? <laughs> you make them right They're on the site. the most delicious thing ever. <laughs> He's all, how how do you always have eggs? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and if he has any like intestinal discomfort, he just like goes straight to scramble. Oh my god! <laughs> George, what's the seasoning on the eggs today? Oh, you know, um, family secrets. Family secrets. <laughs> Genetic, Poor George. Genetic family. I do love this character. Is George his official name? Because I kind of like it. Oh, I just tossed that. We can call him whatever you want. I don't know. George is kind of a, kind of a nice name. George. <laughs> Poor George. I keep, I keep trying to talk, but I don't know how to articulate what's coming out of my head. This dude going into battle just flinging eggs at people. That he reaches out of his pants. He's got full-on monkey skills. Oh, I mean, you know, that is, you know, you talk about evolutionary. I mean, that's that, you know, talk, talk about having egg on your face. <laughs> Get it? Oh, Jesus. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I am. We could, we could make one character, we could make him like a gambit-like character, so he can make the eggs explosive. Oh, those two together. Or he just saves them up, and then they go like sulfury and you know well he's got to be he's got to be in the unbound encampment for a reason he's got to come with her for a reason he's got to have an ability and i like the idea of this really crappy gambit who can like yeah he can only make like maybe calcium 
okay? And now he's got an unlimited supply of calcium. He can make eggshells just explode like small little little bombs. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a real crappy way of getting... Tiny, tiny little frag grenades. Oh, my God. Where you're not, like, you know, wounded by it, but you're just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a distraction. Oh. It hurts so much. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's a beautiful character. These are beautiful things we're creating. I'm excited about it. So, George, we, we love your ability, and, like, we're going to give him that Cajun accent, too. I'm going to make him, like, a really crappy-looking gamut. <laughs> and he's like, so, George, you know, it's your ability is spot on, man. You, you saved us and got us out of quite a few scrapes. Where? where? <laughs> yeah, that's the conversations I can see going here. So, I didn't know chickens even existed over here. How? Just one. Just one. <laughs> and like every so often if he gets really upset he's like <laughs> oh have it slowly taken him over later god wait what is this he starts like getting like feathers in his beard he's like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he turns into the chicken oh my god I yeah kind of love that. i kind of love he's that. like my 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 hands are all in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why why are my lips so hard? <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. We're going to make that really slow because what I'm thinking is that chicken's going to be in the stomach and the acid's eaten away. So most so whatever it's doing, it's going to be really slow over years type of deal. And the eggs since the the particulars, he's going to be pooping them out. That's that's what's going to form into the new eggs. They're not since they're just little tiny particulates, they're going to be they're going to instead of forming a whole chicken, it'll just form an egg and that's how it kind of like reproduces or Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get into that later. So they they're not fertilized. So maybe maybe after eating the chicken, he becomes the chicken, and that, that yeah. and that answers what came first, the chicken or the egg. George, George the cook came first. Yeah. Let's hope George never runs into a male of that species. That might be all. <laughs> yeah, fertilized eggs sound like. Egg. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, it's just like a ten foot tall chicken just eyeballing him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put your eyebrows on that chicken. Oh. <laughs> oh it's going to be beautiful. No. All right, so we have this wonderful camp cook who's also a, a mini explosive expert, but not a very good one until his curse slash blessing of chicken eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you were about to throw up a little bit there. Are you okay? It's so disgusting and funny all at the same time. I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the character now. That's fantastic. And so just like maybe too much of like a hard left, but the like the membrane or whatever that's on the inside of eggs, like, you know, when oh, you crack or whatever, yeah. they can be used to like, they can, they have like a bandage-y kind of property. Oh. Since he's got a ton of them, I mean, he could, you know. Oh, that would be amazing. Ace bandage a la George. Oh, George. Womp You're just, <laughs> he's useful for so many things. He is. Tiny little frag grenades and band-aids. It's hey George, your cake tastes like poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just an image of him mixing up a cake in the middle of a fairy forest. Uh, I want him. So if nothing else, because he's got this terrible Cajun accent, I want him to have like a handlebar-y mustache. That he, like, oh yeah. Because you don't need a lot of. Make him French. Yeah. What about to say? If he's Cajun, if he's Cajun, there's that French oh, element yeah. in there. All right, all right. I think I think we got George well fleshed out here. George, say it correctly. Like George, he's, he's, he's George, like, Giorgio. What do they, they call him when they're down in like New Orleans? George. I don't know. I think Cajun has like sort of a hard. I think it's right. Yeah. Because it's like French something. Yeah. Well, it's right. Because there's so a big French, but there's like a specific name for like when you are like French something down there. Hmm. Anyway. Bayou baguette. I like you. <laughs> George, the Bayou baguette. I did it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good job, Charlie. History. I know things about stuff. I just imagine a piece of bread floating in a river. Like a dirty river. <laughs> like a dirty... And there's like an the alligator river. comes by. <laughs> alligator. All right, so we're going to have to refocus. My sorry. ADD is like going off the <clears throat> So, sorry. Trevor, can we please have a scene of these people making their way through the forest and they stumble across the changeling portion of the forest? Please. What people are you talking about? Are you talking about the uh, the Unbound? So, yeah. So, the Unbound, who are still alive with Tatiana, are going through the forest, making their way towards the castle to fight Oberon. And they're having to take the long way around, which just happens to be the place that's sacred where the children, the changelings are. I, and I, the changelings come out to play. I got a better situation for you, if you want to hear it. 
Uh, is it better? Because I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like when you guys record, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm ready. I'm ready for it. So while Tatiana is is recruiting in the Fey world, she's gonna go have an insurgent force put into the Fey Kingdom via this um, invisibility character and possibly being transported across the still seas by the vernon the vermin with whatever animal that can get across the, the thing and then this other character I, I and i think you heard him uh, discussed on the other podcast bubble boy basically he can um, go invisible and bring a small like one or two people with him so they're going to slowly bring a bunch of people into this either like a sewage section or a cave or something just the fae aren't aware of she's going to set up some kind of camouflage area where they can't sense anything in it but anyways one of my thoughts on that is just to make some of those moments more interesting is to have her him or her fail so maybe they get seen and they have to fight their way out or maybe they run into this forest unknowingly she's got two or three people with her and maybe we could have just some kind of weird scene with some way offshoot characters that are involved dealing with these the fey youth (laughs) oh my god yes oh my god yes (laughs) where they get lost in the in the forest yes Yes, yes, yes. And that so, could that could provide some some neat juxtapositions to where what you know humans think of as children and 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 what the Fae think of as their actual children, and that that can really be like a like you know oh we don't want these children being taken over by Fae anymore, but it, it it's a natural process and they're bred for this and da da da. Because they literally are soulless little monsters before they get taken over. Well, they don't have to be soulless. They could just be a race of. They're literally soulless because the Fae are their soul. So they're just little vessels that are wild and do whatever they want because they're all instinct. Yeah. They're like feral. Yeah, they are. They are feral. They're dirty little naked children who run through the forest. You know what it makes me think of? Have either of you played um, Bioshock? Yes. The little sisters. It totally makes me think of like the little yeah. sisters. Like that kind of like dead haunted eyes mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, it's a kid. Oh, God, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And, like, there's so many wonderful stories in, like, fairy tales and stuff of changelings to where, like, you come across a little girl or a little boy in the forest and they, like, slowly turn around and you realize something very wrong. You're, like, trying to take care of it and, like, do a mm-hmm. nice thing and then mm-hmm. it's, like... Yeah, yeah, the little, the, the cat noise. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how awful is it going to be to run across a small band of these things and maybe, like... Cause- they don't they don't understand because the fae are very strong and they have magical powers so their vessels are naturally very the as children need to be very strong so that they can be used later so i feel like the forest itself is kind of connected to them and protects them it's their crib it keeps them bound in there and so they can't leave it until it's time for them to go but if you until they have a soul they're they're kept in filtered out and so if you end up going in there everything is hostile to you so they can mess with you all they want including ripping you apart because you're a toy and you're just there for fun it's a defense mechanism by the tree yeah if you try to fight back not only will they hurt you but the trees will literally suck you into the ground or do other horrible things to you yeah so i think they, the... like would they eat you for sustenance or just for? they're on autopilot i don't see why not yeah, I mean, well, they're they're based on instinct, but they don't really need to eat, though. They don't have anything. I guess, I mean, uh, if we're considering them as vessels. So check this out. Uh, trees, okay, sustain, sustain themselves by eating nutrients, okay? So maybe this whole circle of life thing is that these trees raise these things, and then these things tend to the trees. And, it's, and as they die, they're fed back into the trees type of deal, okay? So it's kind of a circle of life thing, and every once in a while, one will pack off and become a fae. So it's just kind of like a, a system put in place to keep these things where they are and and have something for them to do. This is what they're grove tenders. They tend yeah, to the like grove. System. Yeah, so what we decided is that the Fae, the Great Mother, which is this kind of background system, mm-hmm. it knows when the population needs to be higher or lower and kind of what's coming in the future. Mm-hmm. And so it'll put out a certain number of carpenter casts because it knows it's going to need to build more stuff, but whatever. So it always has a certain number of these children, and then more of them get filled with souls, um, fey souls, if they're needed, Mm -hmm. and they go out. Um, But there's always a certain amount of just... In the hopper. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So I like that idea, Trevor, of these just little kind of immortal children, essentially. Well, they can Um, die. They just get fed back into the tree, but they never pass a certain age. Oh. So, I mean... 
That's, so we're giving them a lifespan outside of the lifespan. Oh, and they get taken over when they get taken over by the Fae, just like the angels and demons. It it alters their DNA to fit the Fae. At that point, it's kind of like turning on the mechanism. It's no longer one of these things. It's, it's DNA is is changing, kind of like with the chicken. It's changing into it changes. So no, my point is is that if you have something that can be born, grow up, grow old, and die, and even if it doesn't look like it changes age, but it still dies. Um, you're kind of erasing the point of this vessel because the soul is supposed to be this thing. The fae soul going in is supposed to be what turns it into a fully functioning thing, right? Yes. And so when they get created, they're supposed to just be like, I don't know, like five-year-olds, all the same age, all the same kind of whatever shape, like kind of sexless, kind of like nothing because they're like unmolded clay and then they get filled up and then they, they mold into what they're, the, the influence of that soul. So having them be born, grow old, and die is kind of a weird cycle to have. I think I think on the Earth realm it was necessary because they didn't have access or whatever. The, the angels deem is a completely different race, and they didn't have the great mother type of deal. They just yeah. are. Um, so in this instance, maybe this is something the Fae have set up to make things easier for themselves. So... Again, you know, magic realm, our universe, we can do what we want. If this, I mean, that could make more sense. They bioengineered the uh, the berries. Why can't they bioengineer this this race to do what it does? Yeah. Plus, they're on a, mag- a planet full of magic that can literally keep them as at whatever age or shape or size they want constantly because they're in this crib of magic trees. And, and we're saying like they're not they're not something that can be killed they don't like have an expiration date they don't age and because of the fact that the great mother only creates exactly what is needed yes there's not like a bunch of extra they have some just in case like a catastrophe happens so they've got a bunch in there ready to go but but there's probably like a constant number of those things in that forest also they only release Gotcha. But nothing is supposed to be to really go in there it's known by everything on that planet to never go in because it's like this little rib capsule terrifying thing mm-hmm. and then uh, the only thing that's supposed to come out is those things when they're ready it's a little oven it's a little fey oven just yeah. little, the bun's always in there just ready to pop out ready. <laughs> just don't mess with the dough it bites back yeah that's a live oh, yeast in there is that like a de niro situation that's happening over there <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. I'm, I'm fully into it. I just, I just wanted some clarity. Oh. <laughs> and I know, I know, we're not gonna have Tatiana go into this rope, but I'd love for her to like walk in and then them to just all jump on her and like be happy and her be like, "Oh, my precious little babies. Okay, go run and play." And they go rip off like a dead carcass. Ooh. Well, maybe she comes in and saves this group from them. I mean, who knows? Right. Right. So maybe, maybe they're stuck in there for a while, and she goes. And they're about ready to, to do away, or maybe they kill one in front of them. And, and Tatiana goes, man, you know, Bubba Girl or Bubble Bubble Person hasn't been back yet, and it's time for them to take the next thing. So maybe she maybe she rushes in real quick and does something. But no, that would allow her access into the Fae, and that would be bad. I think I think that. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, please. I was gonna say, I mean, uh, this team kind of went ahead. Their plans got disrupted, and Tatiana was fighting off. They're in there. Tatiana's now in the Fae realm, and she can really go anywhere she wants. Maybe she notices there's something off, and she goes to the edge of that crib, and she doesn't pass it because she knows it'll mess her up. But she can come and basically tell this area, like, "Hey, give me these guys back. We'll get them out of here." Not- well, here's the issue. Uh, King Oberon knows she's alive, is prepared for her coming. The only reason Bubble Girl can get in there is because she can slip outside the magic almost completely and basically become invisible. And she's ferrying people in there. The only way Tatiana people get in there is to also be is to also be ferried in. She is not fighting at this time either. She's we're gonna have two split stories here of the unbound trying to do their insurgency and Tatiana traveling the Fey world to gather her troops up. Her Fey troops are maybe in- and just like be like crap well that's probably not good because i don't want the idea that she can get in the fae the fae kingdom very easily it's going to be something that's super difficult i thought they already were in the fae kingdom the fae realm fae the fae planet is different than because the fae kingdom is cut off it's surrounded by the still seas yeah no let me so so far you said there's a portal that everybody's going through so the bubble girl sneaks a couple people in gets caught has to run away and runs into the nearest patch of forest i see i see where our thing is okay that battle in front of the portal, they're all going to get into the portal and then head out as fast as they can and get out of the fake kingdom. They're going to fight their way in there, and then and then Tatiana and whoever survives is going to get across the still seas. 
they're not going to be at that portal site. No, I get it. And so Tatiana's with this other people, but this little bubble girl who was supposed to be secretly camping on the other side, accidentally her plans get disrupted and she gets discovered. So she takes off because you set it up to where she was trying to ferry people across secretly. Across. And then meanwhile, Tatiana has this big battle by the surprise army. So they're separated already. Well, no, no, no. She, no, no, no. Bubble Girl's going to get back and forth from whatever encampments that's outside of the Fae Kingdom. So they pop in. All the Unbound, the Fae people come over here. Okay? They set up camp, do their thing over in this area, and then Bubble Girl ferries small amounts of people to kind of make an insurgency, like an inter, in, inner attacking area and an outer attack to put pressure, okay, during combat or whatever. Is she ferrying humans across to the Fae world, or is she ferrying... It could be more Fae. It could be other things she's recruited on this planet. It doesn't have to be just unbound. Well, not unless Tatiana's already gone over and recruited these people. They're not going to follow a random human back. And that's what Tatiana's going to be doing. What she did on Earth, she's going to do the same thing here. She's going to be traveling the Fae Kingdom and grabbing other... But after, after the big thing happens to where the bigger army's there and she and Samantha gets blown up and they're now across. Yeah, yes. Okay, so let me, let me break this down real quick. So Tatiana is coming with a large series of unbound and trolls to go storm this portal, which she thinks is heavily guarded, but not more than she can handle. She kind of doesn't care anyway. What she has ahead of her is someone who can be invisible, who can get a couple people across so they can have a pincer attack. No. This is just my understanding so far, so bear with me. There's going to be two battles. That's just the one to get in, the one to take back her kingdoms later. So Bubble Girl is not ferrying people across using her invisible power? Not the first time, the before the second battle. She's there's gonna be she's not expecting a giant battle to get in there. She's expecting to get in there and then get over to the to the Fey area and then collect what's left of her of the Raven army that's now fairies. She's got to collect another army on the other side. Okay, well now now then we can't have this changeling force because the changeling force would be somewhere near the Fey Kingdom. So Bubble Girl's never gonna be anywhere near it. Where that's where Bubble Girl comes in. We're gonna have her either a small cave or something in the Fae Kingdom itself, and she's going to go across the still seas into the Fae Kingdom and and make a small area where they can have like an insurgency point of either Unbound or some Fae that can pop up while the big battle's happening. So it'll be a two-point pressure. It's kind of like preparing and then maybe setting bombs or doing something else. Okay. So she's like bringing people in like a side door essentially to reinforce their... Um, this is their- after... Okay. So they all make it over there. Bubble Girl says, "Okay, I got night." Uh, you know, she approaches. I can, you know, I can ferry people in. You know, if I can get across the still seas, we can we can set up some kind of uh, attack point on the inside when we attack on the outside because it's going to be hard. You know, fighting these this whole getting to Oberon is going to be difficult. Okay, so maybe. And again, this is all this is all we can we can scrap that and maybe maybe we can have just a single mission where Bubble Girl needs to set up something inside the Fey Kingdom. It doesn't have to be an insurgency point. Well, so the thing that made sense to me, because, I mean, if you have somebody who can invisibly travel across, why wouldn't you use them in the beginning to scout out and figure stuff out? So what I thought you set up was that Tatiana was like, I see what power you have. Take a couple people with you, get across, scout it out, set it up so we can have somebody on the other side and we can have a pincher attack. You come back, get more people. But what I thought you had set up was is she sends Bubble Girl out there with a couple people. She gets across, realizes that there's a way bigger army, gets cut off in the portal, can't get back. Her and her friends run to the forest to hide because they can't um, come back to tell Tatiana a bigger army is waiting. And then Tatiana and the big thing happens. Tatiana comes through with the scraps and is about to go across the still seas to try to get more people. And she realizes that, you know, Bubble Girl may still be out there or has a, a feeling now she's reconnected to the Fey Realm. Yeah. Goes to the Changeling crib where these people have been trying to, like, have been getting their butts kicked, grabs whoever's left who may just be Bubble Girl, and then heads out the people and, and leads them across the still seas. Because Tatiana, to me, is kind of the Gandalfy person where she's like, I'm yep. going to go travel around while you guys make this journey. I don't need to stay with you. Yes. So that's what I thought you set up, because that makes sense. Having somebody who's invisible who and only using them later it, instead of as a, as a scout. Well, what I, like I said, it's it's the same concept. It's just I, I was just toying around with certain ideas to do maybe have some side stories or things that could happen. Um, it wasn't anything really set in stone. It was just kind of an idea. Um, but that also works. I mean, that could also be a neat storyline and have a reconnaissance mission, like you said. Um, just a small sidebar. Yeah. Uh, 
And or how attached are we to calling it bubble girl? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got pretty technical there for a second. Thanks for bringing us back no, no, to no. the true purpose of this podcast. The only sure. reason is because like I, that particular name, I just think of that like crummy John Travolta movie. Oh, I know. So I, I feel like we need to, like everything else sounds very like mystical and whatever. And then you're like, nah, bubble, bubble girl. girl. Like, I just, I feel like we need something different. I like it, Charlotte. T- tell us, Charlotte, what is your mystical so, bubble girl so name? So my mystical bubble girl name suggestion would be like naming her like Aura or something Ooh. like that. Like, is that sort of a, you know. I like it. Ooh, okay. just my, you know, whatever. But right. I just cannot, I cannot abide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what if, what if I like Aura, I'm worried it's too, like, on it? So what if we do Aurora? See, I was thinking that, too, but I didn't know if that would be, like, too Disney princessy. Well, F it. Disney can suck it, first of all, because we do what we want. Listen, they're always watching. Oh, true. <laughs> As a side effect to her bubble, it can show her emotions. Oh, it's pink when she's happy, and really not good until there's, like, poop brown when she's dead. Or <laughs> Or which is with chicken guy. She's like poop brown. That's yeah. I'm not yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that, and that would be a good thing too. Is that that instead of just like invisibility, she's almost using like her. She's projecting something that <gasps> oh, I you know like it. conceals instead of just being like right boom. No, Trevor, that's an excellent. So humans have this emotional capacity. These other creatures don't. So her literal cut off from the magic earth. Um, so it's not that she's invisible. It's that she kind of like. She's it's, cloaked. Yeah. It's like an air bubble in water. If magic is water. She creates an air bubble. Hmm. And she can kind of exist inside it. And you can have a couple of people. And you're saying the air bubble is literally emotion. Like an, yeah, like an aurora of color kind of shifting through. And uh, the fairies, since magic is always there, they just don't see it. It's like not on their color spectrum. Yeah. What do you think? That would also be very pretty for illustration purposes, mm. which is all I actually care about. An iridescent, <laughs> an iridescent bubble. Like a soap bubble in a bathtub. Yeah. Just not so easily popped. No, I think it's perfect. But Trevor's face right now, for all those listening, is like one of the slight sadness, but resignation. He's just like, they're <laughs> just going to do what they want. He's they don't been care. beaten into submission. <laughs> yeah. We're a little sorry, but we're not super not sorry. Really. <laughs> I just, my, my battle is one. You guys can work on reconnaissance, I, I whatever. I do like Not Aurora. calling her bubble girl anymore. It's yeah. like the battle. <laughs> Say what you will. I have already won. <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think you should discuss with like Brady and, uh, and, and his friend next time about like battle strategies and the whole thing we were talking about before about coming into the portal and like what you guys want to do. Yeah. I support you fully. I just, for my, my self-serving changeling scene, I wanted some people cut off immediately. We can, we can, we can do that, because I like the idea better than her ferrying across. I think that that'd provide a neat storyline anyways, is them trying to pull reconnaissance, but it failing utterly. I think that's cool. So, no, I'm, I'm, there's no resignation there. I'm completely happy with that. I think it's cool. I have to, I have to boost my own self-confidence and say you're welcome before they thank me because they never thank me. Yeah, or you could, you could take my <laughs> approach and tell them that he must apologize. <laughs> he must apologize. Your thoughts, immediately. Your thoughts are invalid, and I need to apologize. <laughs> this is no longer your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Charlotte Spirit. That's right. That's right. I almost forgot like how to say our two names. Together. <laughs> welcome to the Charlotte. It's funny because it sounds like you forgot your name but not mine i did i was great welcome to the me <laughs> the me show sarah is also here sarah's here and trevor's in the background sorry trevor <laughs> please please literally spirit fingers you think, you, you think we're the small box in the corner you're the small box <laughs> that's right now uh, i'm sorry <laughs> question mark the end I'm proper. <laughs> <laughs> Women are always a mystery to me. I will never fully understand, and I, I figure I figure the apology is a lot easier to. Oh, Trevor, you know you're a woman on the inside. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> this is time for me to moonwalk oh, out of here. I'll see you guys. The, the brother sister section that gets named. My ex gene's taking over my Y gene a bit too much. So you're just David the chicken. There you go. Oh, sorry, Trevor. You can cut this if you'd like. You don't have to. Trans species. That's right. I am a chicken that identifies as male. I'll, I'll tell you about X-Men. That's right. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so we should get, we should get back on track. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Can it's we, perfectly fine. Uh, 
Can we talk a little bit about Tatiana? Of course. Tatiana is a main subject. Oh my God. So we, we've talked a lot about what she's doing and like motivations and blah, blah, blah. But can we talk about like some, some, some more like detailed stuff about her? Like appearance wise? Yeah. Or? Sure. Like how do you guys envision her? First of all, like what appearance do we, do we feel she should have? She has three appearances that I have set in my head that I have seen. Uh, uh, and like I said, nothing is set in stone just so far. Uh, elegant, poised uh, queen Tatiana with raven black hair. And then uh, Raven Queen, which is basically the Raven. And then post Raven Queen with streaks of black Raven feathers in her hair and a bit more of a wild look to her. Mm. Oh, so there, there is a slight conflict I have in my mind simply because I envisioned her at some point having pure white hair. Yeah. I mean, she could have white hair first and then be kind of affiliated with affili- affinitied with a, the raven for being so long as a raven. Her hair turns dark. You could be like that opposite. Usually its hair turns white, and we can go the other way. Her hair turns. And now I have a, a small personal uh, bit of experience <laughs> with this, but perhaps she could have like really stark black hair and have like a like a white you know, streak to it. Yeah, yeah. We Some of us fight that, that regularly with hair color, but I, she should embrace it. <laughs> Whatever you want to draw, sister. Because that would be that would be something too, where it could it could carry over and be kind of the tell of the raven that it has like this oh. unique little like area of plumage that's just like you know instead that's of being actually yeah that's a very that's a very nice idea I like that. Well, so Trevor, that's a great idea to distinguish her also as a raven queen. So we could start her off with the jet black hair. Yeah. And then um, maybe she has just a very small crest of white um, in her hair. And then as she gets turned into a raven, she has this kind of streak of white plumage on the raven kind of coming across her eye or something very striking. Yeah. And then as she um, returns, when she's returned to her human form, perhaps she has either more white or the raven feathers. As, like as her powers or things like that. So. She's restored, but she's been so long in the Raven that her, her, the connection to her magic in her mind is a little muddled. And so she still has a remnant of that Raven. I see. Yeah. Kind of. I, okay. I think, in fact, you can keep Raven eyes going on afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking that too, like sort of a greenish, you know. Do they have green eyes? It's like a yellowy kind of green, I believe. Oh, I've never even looked at them. I'm going to have to look at that now. That's my... That's what the image in my head. Now, if we Google images right now, they're probably like icy stone black. <laughs> but... No, I like this idea of like this kind of like green. Yeah. Well, that would work too because Malachi is her brother and he does have ridiculously green eyes. So they, they kind of do have to have some kind of similarity. I mean, she may keep the green eyes just as a uh, as a token reminder for herself of her brother and what he went through mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, there's any, any number of little things you can do like that in that direction. I, little cookies and what do you call them easter eggs there you go cookies. oh yes <laughs> what a cookie. cookies easter eggs now we have ruined hard-boiled eggs and all other oh eggs oh. oh god oh <laughs> imagine, imagine george. george like painting some eggs and he was like it's for easter but you're like george george don't hand those out to the kids don't do it don't do it, George. <laughs> I made the paint. No one, well. uh, no one wants a George button. <laughs> yeah, we can have him always doing this number. What are you talking about? I have eggs. I'm going to use the eggs. <laughs> George is from everywhere. He's, yes. he's, from, he's from New Orleans and Italy, <laughs> as well as somewhere in the Midwest, I guess. Some <laughs> messed up lineage and a messed up future. That poor man. Poor, poor man. Can you imagine if he has children? What if his children continue the egg laying? Oh, no, no, no. Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, okay, I, I just had my my mind, like, you know, your imagination, like, somehow you end up, like, X, and you were like, where did I even get started? Like, was A, like, within this? You had a rabbit hole, like, yeah. chicken hole. So yeah. I had, like, a weird, sorry, oh, no chicken holes. <laughs> George does not wish to talk about his chicken holes. <laughs> No, I was thinking, like, you know, as far as um, Tatiana's, like, if she does have that, you know, as she's a raven, she's got, like, like a band on the wing or, like, plumage mm-hmm. across the face or something that is white that, you know, sort of echoes back to her physical um, form, that perhaps, like, in a Pepe Le Pew kind of situation, like, where the cat goes under the fence and gets, like, a white stripe on its Ooh. back, and then he's, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, like, maybe, maybe there could potentially, I, I'm, again, maybe, 
like a raven, you know, is mistaken for her because they, oh, you know, get like, a smudge of white or, you know, yeah, like some war paint. Maybe, maybe that, that'd be a good idea during the War of the Wings as well. If that defines her as the leader, perhaps they'll disguise some of the other ravens. They so have some decoys. So they know not everyone targets her specifically. Oh, they have a prophecy about a raven with a certain marking. Ooh, I like it. I like that too. And no, oh, that would be great because you wouldn't see that marking on the raven. The fairies would have this prophecy, and that's why they're at war with the ravens all the time. But they don't realize that it's actually Tatiana, when she's transformed to the raven, has that marking, yeah. which would change and something to the fairy kingdom. Balance, balance, balance. restore balance, which isn't always what you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I don't. My my bad. Um, like weird Italian George accent. I was thinking about like <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. I love this. You know how the cat is like desperately trying oh, to get away, and he's yeah. just like. Oh, and he's just dropping he's eggs so, as he prances along. Oh. He's so rapey. Have so you <laughs> that cat is he's not consenting. Calm about his his. Oh God. What is it at the end that always happens that makes her like turn on him and be like, "Yeah, I'm into it," and then he tries to get away? Oh yeah, I think that's right. He like he usually gets sprayed with something that makes him not smell like a skunk anymore, and she's oh, like, "Oh," and he smells like a cat, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Yes." I'm into it. And then he's like, wait, I'm just kidding. Please stop. Yeah, it's like Axe body spray. <laughs> it's only fun when it's a challenge. Exactly. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, only, I only like it when they resist. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm proud of myself for having brought us to this yeah, level. I, we, we've reached... I, We've renamed Bubble Girl and uh, <laughs> <laughs> three things have been accomplished today: chicken butt pooping, um, Aurora instead of Bubble Girl, and Rapey Le Pew. Uh, Rapey Le Pew, <laughs> who instead of not only prances but leaves an egg at every prance. Egg, uh, egg. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is Goodbye, childhood. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Dreamlandhood. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. yes, there's so many wonderfully twisted things going on right now. I like it. Alright, so Tatiana. So Tatiana, wait, we've got our we've got Raven Dark Hair, White Streak. Oh, sorry, Trevor. No, 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 go no, no, no. We're, we're still on that subject. I can I can I can segue into this later afterwards. It's okay. So uh, just to, to lay it out, black hair, white streak, turns into a raven. Uh that white streak continues. Once she's turned back into her regular self, the the addition of feathers is there. Is there more white hair? Is it all white with black feathers because that could look really neat contrast wise it's hard to draw feathers and black hair because they just mix so much you can't tell it just looks like her hair is lumpy she could also have them like braided in too. i could do that you yeah. know what i mean like it's like a Ooh, token of i could take that white streak braid it with the black feathers and that would be a nice contrast yeah you know like a kind of a uh, there's like a boho kind of. Mm, she's very bohemian after she's her time got, on Earth. She's got like a little festival girl thing. Oh, happening. she she probably went to uh, what's it called the uh, Coachella. She went to Coachella a lot as a raven. Picked up. She went stuff. to Burning Man. She went straight to Burning Man. Oh, You're ruining did. my story. <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> First and last time, Charlotte and Sarah will be asked. <laughs> Never again. She will not be Coachella bohemian. She is a crazy turd. She can enjoy some crazy stuff, but she, but so I'm thinking like, like you could have like leather, you know, oh, through yeah, her hair or whatever. Just like, like she's gonna be like, "F it, I can do what I want with my hair," and she'll have it like all braided, cool yeah. and stuff. And that'll help with her like wild look because the braid could be kind of like coming undone, which is and... actually very Celtic. They had lots of braids with like stuff, bits of stuff mixed in. <gasps> you know what would be great? A sentimental side that you don't know about Tatiana is that there's small trinkets the little girls of the family she watched gave <gasps> her as a raven. And she kept them, and when she transforms back, there's a couple tiny baubles that the little girls get. In her nest. The big thing, because ravens are, like, renowned, shiny objects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no one will know. And they'll be, like, little girl, like, charms or, like, a freaking marble or, I don't know, something silly. That could be another thing that carries on is that affinity for small, shiny objects. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. If she's just, like, this raven queen and someone, like, tosses a shiny coin or marble and she goes... And she, like, or her head whips across to, like, track it. And, like, and she, yeah, she, like, pulls back a little, like, hang on. <laughs> Control yourself. Control <laughs> yourself. Oh, I would love this slightly, like, feral side. Because, I mean, as a fake queen, not humanoid at all. So, like, the rules are different. If she wants to, like, have someone's arm ripped off, she's just whatever about mm -hmm. it, right? 
So like afterwards with this slightly animal, like, you know how ravens like cock their head to the side and kind of like look at you? Yeah. It almost like slips into like a little like mini trance state mm-hmm. where like you can see that it like activates that, you know, mm-hmm. animalistic. Mm-hmm. So can I ask, is everybody, everybody that I've seen like created so far has a pretty like standard like Caucasian look is that like a normal thing for like the Fey realm are we we've we've been we've been playing with it so we haven't uh we actually haven't discussed too much we're gonna do a whole character series where we actually go into like physical descriptions if they're more tan or if they're like albino or if they're real dark or I mean we're gonna have a, a wide variety none of uh, them are none of them are set in anything just yet they have they're all just I mean Piper's Asian the uh Hoyler is uh Brazilian so and there, I mean there's no there's no, there's nothing set as far as history. They're just ephemeral. That's why we give them names like Bubble Girl. It's just a, it, they're just an idea at this point. Nothing's. So I was just wondering, like, because I don't know enough about, like, from a, you know, like a mythological standpoint, like if there's like a so an assigned yeah, appearance yeah. that's like a standard or. Right for the Fey, they do come from a very heavy Irish, uh, Scottish. Pale, pale skin. See their veins. Right. Exactly. So they're not necessarily Caucasian because we're not like assigning specific races to them. Right. They're going to be very uh, elongated. So very like kind of like, I mean, definitely the very Lords of the Rings elf. Like mm-hmm. their hair isn't going to be blonde. It's going to be like platinum. And everything's going to have an other, because like the still seas are crushed sapphire. So I wouldn't be su- surprised if their hair looks more metallic or their skin looks more um, glowy, which is how I slightly envision them. So they're not so much pale as slightly glowing. Because they, I mean, there are different races within. So for the for the, the fae, no, there's no, it's, there's just the fae. There's, I mean, there, ethnicities. Are you talking about? Yeah, I guess because we were talking about there being like different languages and things for like certain tribes and things. Are there like so, physical? on the fae world itself, it was a world onto itself without anything else. The fae actually came to it because it was a, a mirror dimension to our Earth in this story on this other earth um there are no humans that were developed because they the humans are a product of the angels and demons on this other planet the fey youth meanwhile the, no 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 i'm talking about the angels and demons yeah i know the humans like, are the fey youth on this kind of, on the earth side kind of we, 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 when we discussed it originally they had this original creation which is humanoid and then the Fae essentially took it and turned it into their own kind of version, mm-hmm. whereas angels and demons kind of kept us, and we evolved through time into what we are now. I see. And then meanwhile, the Fae had their own little cachet of these soulless changelings, and that's what they perhaps originally were a long time ago. I had everything starting off on the Fae world, and then the angels and demons separating and going to Earth and bringing – and I don't know how they made the – the things i mean maybe they brought some of the children with them and just put some kind of autopilot in there which developed souls and everything else they they could have been changed by the fey over time essentially what i was getting at is this planet that they were on, on originally had its own thing going on and now the fey have sectioned off a portion of the world that's theirs blocked off by the still seas mm-hmm. and by other dangerous things but the rest of it is just animals but sentient animals who have right. their own things that depend on magic instead of technology. Okay. So the Fey are literally part of this three-prong race, essentially. Mm-hmm. Angels, demons, and Fey. I see. The Fey are acting... So those are the three separate... Okay, because it makes sense that then the angels mm-hmm. and demons, because they're pulling from a different pool of resources, mm-hmm. like, and there are different races and ethnicities within mm-hmm. us, that the right. Fey would then be... Right. Sort of, they'd all have a, a very similar like characteristics mm-hmm. and stuff that's more what i was trying to get at not like you know we need diversity necessarily like to i wasn't like trying to get super political oh no no no, no. Yeah, fine. From, like, a standpoint it's, a, it's a good question to ask it's a good thing to understand because you're just getting into the minute details of it and i don't have any problem with that um and, and in fact the, the demons aren't even one of the original races they're a corrupt version of the angels they broke off in fact there's only eight there's the seven original sins and then the devil. And then do, are you going to tell her about the, the Seraphim, Cambion? Yes. Uh, and then uh, Cambion will be the amalgam. Okay, so there's humans, and they then they evolve into the unbound. Okay. Um, with angels and demons, they're going to kind of do like a de-evolving. So they're going to, as when they've possessed a human body, they're going to fool around and diddle other humans and produce offspring. If it's an angel, their offspring <clears throat> will be Seraphim. And these things are going to be 
it, they're not meant to be. It's not mm-hmm. you're not not meant to have this ephemeral stuff mixed with human stuff and and causing these juices to mix in that way. So these things are most of the time, ninety percent of the time, they're going to be twisted, nasty, and they're going to die right away or put out of their misery. And the other splice. Yeah, and the other 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 part of the time you're going to end up with like the Muse or uh, Hercules or whatever, and then on the demon side you'll end up with the Exorcist or okay, and that that type of idea. So a lot of our uh, mythological stuff can evolve from that. They're hybrids essentially mm-hmm. that that made it past like the gestational mm-hmm. stage. Titans. One of the terrible things that, that we had a, a rough time with was this idea of the Cambion, which is half demon, half human, and the, the baby coming out, stillborn. And, but the energy of that mixed human slash demon uh, essentially rising from it and being able to possess people. And that's what this kind of, all those stories are about. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily always kill the person. It can possess them like the exorcist. And sometimes you can get it out and sometimes you can't. But it can leave its vessel if needed. It yes. can exist independently. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know if we decided if, if it can do it for very long <clears throat> or if it has to possess somebody to stay alive. We're, we're going to have to go in-depth, and that'll probably be uh, race or species development on that one for angels, demons, and uh, the fae, uh, depending on, on what can happen and what little twists we want to do with inside the story. It all depends. So I think uh, there's some really neat things we can do with it if we're careful. No, it's okay. That was my only question about, like, Tatiana's appearance is, like, you know, sort of the that she'll have to her but if it's like mm-hmm. a classic sort of fey appearance then that yeah. sort of helps me flush her out in my right. mind right yeah no it's very i mean in my mind i, I pictured a slightly galadriel like lord of the rings El- elven queen yeah. but less nice looking and more like beautiful like gorgeous but like in a way that's rule think about this when they're over in the fey realm that portal shrinks them down they're only you know the five six inches but when they come over here you know, they are human size. So over here, they might have been, that's what elves may be. And that's where elves came from. It's just that, that translation, translation. Yeah, no, that that's great. So she's, so she's, uh, are we going to keep her? I'd like her to be kind of tall and imposing as a queen. Like you said, very elegant and very like stoic and controlled in her movement. Yeah. You know, I picture um, her with like a, it's interesting because like it, with the, the fey realm, it's hard to think of somebody like as having a certain, haircut like you think of them mm. as being like really natural and stuff so in my head I was like well you know because of the the raven facet of her like I could envision like a really like sharp oh. whatever or something like very very long I know you know, I know. And, like super wild know, like, yeah yeah inky black and long whenever, and straight yeah whenever I think of queens I always think of hair down to like almost like like knee length hair mm-hmm. just very very long you're very regal and mm-hmm. yeah I mean, she does have the ability to change her appearance. So perhaps as a glamour to be more modern in human society, she has a strict A-line that to, to appear to certain people, but she can change it. Perhaps that's a favorite in the in the human world. But when she returns, it goes back to her flowing, whatever, queenly masses. Did you ever watch um, Aeon Flux as a kid? Mm-hmm. It, that, remember that, like, very, like, severe, yeah, the like, the weird, yeah, that's kind pointy. of what Like, you touch it and it'll cut you. Kind of reminds me of uh, The Incredibles, that uh, old lady who who makes the uh, the outfits. <laughs> never, I'm, no cape. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of the loop on that one. Oh, I know. I know lots of Disney Pixar, and that's, like, my, you know, bread and butter, but I don't, that's one I have not seen. Oh, God, I have to show you that because it's magical. You'll love this old lady. I just watched, um... Just watched Coco the other day for the first oh, time. I finally got all caught up. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a big Wally fan. That's my personal. You favorite. love the robot. They do because all the people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They're all in interplanetary hover rounds. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. We just don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then that's what I was gonna get at. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll change the course here on on uh, on Tatiana just to kind of uh, get back to more storyline ish stuff. After she has decided to go on this uh, journey across the uh, the globe to pick up Unbound, she needs to kind of figure out where some are. Well, she knows where some are because I think if you've been exposed on the fairy realm for enough, long enough, then you're going to be more prone to evolving into the Unbound. So she's <laughs> she's going to know where her lost children are, the ones. <gasps> Uh, yeah, she got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the children she. I know. I'm fully aware. Of that. Yeah. I, why can't I remember his name? Marshall. Thank you. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know stuff. About oh him. yeah. No, no, no. You're good. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Trevor, the question is, is uh, where is Marshall at this point? Because he was one of those children. Is she going to try to track him down? Because, I mean, uh, Marshall's hanging out with the Ancient at the moment. Okay, so he's still on that. On well, that I don't know. We're, we're going to have to go over his story. That'll be a whole nother yeah, event I wasn't, I wasn't and timeline. Kind of settled his fate at that point or not. He might be turning his uh, former fraternity Corvidae, Corvidae, whatever, into his new cult. Um, yeah, the Corvida cult now, which uh, stays around and uh, and is uh, basically worshiping this ancient and preparing for the uh, the destruction. Okay. Yeah, or his yep. his return. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But little does he know that he knows no idea what he's done. So <laughs> I feel so bad for that guy, but at the same time, he just wants to slap him. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be an interesting uh, outcome with that. But yes, uh, she's gonna go about gathering up or at least her first few trials before she tries to go out and find unbound her first few trials are going to be some of the children that she you know mind wiped and, and put back on the, the the planet i think samantha mind daggers is going to be one of those that could be fun that could be a lot of fun because i want her because i want her to be like the first one and everybody's like oh yeah samantha's awesome and have her like super powerful because she was and and then like oh and i i adopted or da 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 i had to let go of you because that oberon made me Get rid of my children, and you know, really pin stuff to it, make her hate Oberon, and then have her like, just yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna go back and take Oberon, and da 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 da, and, and she's gonna be like, you, you're fated to help lead the armies, and da 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 da, you will make it back in pieces. <laughs> oh, 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 I love it so much. Oh, Tatiana as this motherly figure to these people, she's coming to and just being like, I've, I've like light emanating from her. She's like, I've been searching so long for you. She's the ultimate like narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. And she's just manipulating them, which is the the aspect I love. She's got all the strings like to pull. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, who is that? Her? Mother Ghoul from uh from Rapunzel, or uh, oh, yeah. Tangled, I think. <laughs> Like she's our good guy. She's that's that's our main character right now. We're following her. <laughs> the only reason I'm doing this to you is because I love you so much. Yeah. Mama knows best. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so manipulative, tall, very elegant, but can change her appearance. Change her, change her, change her overtones too. Yeah. What kind of what kind of clothes are is she rocking? I mean, obviously in the Fey realms, I always picture kind of a medieval very royalty and kind of thing. So, um, but in the, in the modern world, what kind of, is she going to be like fashionista runway or is she going to be Are you talking about like pantsuit ready or maybe like CEO or I don't, I can't see her like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's too much. You, you wouldn't want, her, you want her to be like couture kind of like, yeah. Someone who's like, who is so rich, they basically are modern day royalty and they know that they are very attractive and they know they're very like whatever. And so they don't need to try hard, but you can tell that their understated clothing is very expensive and that, you know, there's a sense of danger that if you go anywhere near her hidden bodyguards will decimate you. Does she have, um, like, is there a sex appeal element to her that we've... I, I would love, like, when she's, uh, she's... children, I want her to be very motherly, sure. but otherwise she is going to be, like, she's the queen. She gets what she wants. If yeah. she wants you, you're going to want her. Right? Yes, yeah, as, as, as far as relationships goes and everything else, um, she she basically, when she first got Oberon, uh she took him only because she had to. She had her other relationship, and she had whatever else. And as far as like uh, sexual relationship, it's it's not a it's not a thing for them. the The reasons they're together are completely different. They're not human in that way. I mean, they could be monogamous, but as far as why they're monogamous is not the same. Oh, of course, yeah, and it doesn't mean anything to her because, like, fairy, fairies live so long, and they don't have that emotional, and they have no instinct to reproduce or anything. Okay, and as far as we can tell, they don't even really have reproductive um, internal organs, at least. But I guess they have an external. I mean, they they created these these things they have are chicken holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the chicken holes. No, no. I, I mean, there, there is, there are sexes because they're based on this model of original, like human automaton. Yeah. So that's still left over. So they still have like in the, the the parts. They just don't have reproductive ability, per se. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Because they don't, we don't have any stories of they. And they're just, they're made to interact with humans in the end. I mean, or at least over on the Earth realm. Okay, it just, uh, you know what? We can, it, it's something we can gloss over. I think if we don't point it out to the audience, I don't think it's going to be an issue. We don't need to explain sex organs to somebody who doesn't reproduce. You know what? If it comes up, I'll just I'll draw a little book called Birds and Say Bees. <laughs> do, and we'll, do I really need to explain this one to you? Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I was honestly thinking, like, in my mind, for some reason, that same, like, sort of, um, uh, why can't I think of what I want to say? The um... sex appeal? Yes, but that, the, the style of dress. Oh, the, like, the, the A-line? No, no, no. The um, the it starts with an M. All oh, medieval. Was, thank you, God. All I wanted to say was Miss Western. Yeah. I was like, that's now what I mean. Yeah, she's a Midwestern cowgirl. <laughs> I know, yeah. She wears a lot of hoodies. Yeah, yeah. it's very no. So I, what I was thinking is like that kind of classic understated like sexy of that like square neck that goes right, down really far right. where it's kind of like oh not yeah definitely know. like boots and everything yeah up. everything oh no that's great because and loaded it's kind of like a modern medieval to wear and there's some really nice pieces but it's uh it, and it looks it looks really nice and she, that could be something where like that like neckline or, or something like, that she could carry like back and forth it would right. be like equally acceptable right 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 so she'll st- she'll be wearing pants but they they'll be um and but that neckline and then it'll transform just into a full dress when she's back and yeah the, like a long and i'm thinking like the drippy sleeve of course i mean you know, of course yeah. it's obviously velvet yeah. yeah situation i don't know if i want to go shakespearean with like high collars and stuff no because that's just too much and just i feel like there could be a mention of that a lot of the high collars due to like the, that Protestant and that that uh, religious upbringing, and the Fae's not really going to have, since sex isn't that way to them, they're not going to have that taboo to them. It's not going to be that way. At least I don't, I don't think it would. No, I, I like it. I think I think that's a great idea because I mean it, it's not going to matter to them. There's no point. You you can't accidentally get pregnant as a Fae. So no. you, you kind of what you want. And marriage doesn't really seem to be anything that's necessary except for royalty because there has to be the balance of a king and a queen. Yeah. Well, they can have relationships, okay? I, I mean, there may be something that draws two people together. But again, the purposes and the reasons behind all of that stuff, I think, are just going to be completely different. They're not human. They're not. I mean, then we, we're just going to have to. It's more I mean, of like a power alliance and less of like a exactly. romantic soulmate Ooh, situation. I mean, honestly, we keep doing this whole thing with the great mother calculating the future and getting stuff ready and having the perfect amount of uh, population, blah, blah, blah. We could literally just say the great mother kind of pairs them off on a lower level. And so if you find your quote unquote soulmate, it's because they're the two broken pieces of the past souls are now combined into like two different people. And that's how they refine. I don't know. You could be romantic or not. You have been listening to Story Arc. I'm Trevor Sutton. If you like my show and want to hear more, check out Stoic Tales 2018 at poddean.com and subscribe. Please comment and be part of the show and leave reviews on iTunes. Thanks.